The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. Dr. Zahi Bayat joins me on the line right now. Physician and a very long medical title. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, <laughs> Dr. Bayat, out of fear that I'm going to completely butcher it, but also chair of the Society for Endocrinology. Am I correct? <laughs> Good morning, Bridget. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, that's perfect. The Society for Endocrinology, Metabolism and Diabetes. Uh, there we go. Uh, let's jump straight into it. Fear uh, of time running out on us. Um, it is Diabetes Awareness Month, and I get the feeling that a lot of people uh, in South Africa and just at large on our continent probably are living with diabetes without even knowing or run the risk of being diabetic without even knowing. Absolutely. Um, One of the big problems we have is the lack of awareness and a lack of screening for diabetes. And in the South African setting, the International Diabetic Federation puts the number at roughly 50%. So of all the people living with diabetes in South Africa, one in two don't even know that they have diabetes. And that's a real scary thought. Oh, wow. What What are the first signs that we should be perhaps looking out for that should ultimately lead us to a doctor's office so we can get screened and tested? Okay, so the symptoms of diabetes do vary a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but the commonest ones you're going to see is patients who pass a lot of urine, starting to wake up at night just to pass urine. Mm-hmm. They're constantly very thirsty, hungry, may start developing a blurry vision. They're starting to lose weight without really trying to lose weight, etc. Mm-hmm. But you know, according to our South African Diabetes Guidelines, we recommend that most patients over the age of 30 or 40 should have themselves checked for diabetes at least once a year by their practitioners. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, uh, you know, if one is a hypochondriac, just from what you say about, you know, uh, which one is always measured, of course, when talking to doctors, a lot of people will probably be a bit scared going, oh, oh darn it. I, you know, I wake up frequently. I know myself. I wake up frequently in the middle of the night. I'm forever thirsty, et cetera, et cetera. But also it is important that one does get screening um, just to make it more personal. Uh, I was screened for something completely different. Fertility conversations, uh, you know, two, three years ago only to find out that I'm insulin resistant, uh, which in itself might have a link, yes or no, to to diabetes? Uh, Insulin resistance is a very, very difficult topic to discuss, Mm. uh, but absolutely correct. When you have clinical features of insulin resistance, the incidence of those patients having or developing diabetes is much higher. Mm. Uh, We often see this in the the hospitals. Patients come in for totally unrelated ideas. Mm. And we say, how long have you been diabetic? And say, I'm not diabetic. Mm. But your sugars are so high. And they're unaware completely, exactly the way you've been through it. Yeah. People will be there for something else and suddenly realize that, oh, no, I've got diabetes. Yeah. How do we go about then, before maybe we even get to the treatment, in terms of just the screening, is it easy for one to, you know, walk into, say, a laboratory without a doctor's uh, note or um, um, what, what do we call it? A doctor's recommendation, a request, a request form. Yeah. Yes. Can you just walk into a Lancet or whichever other laboratory and request to, to be tested? 
It, no, it's actually we can't. Uh-huh. Uh, the, most of the laboratories require, there's various tests we can do. Let's start there. Okay. We can do a pink, a pin pick or just a glucose test. Mm. And that varies quite dramatically according to what you've eaten, how long you fasted for, etc. Yes. Not a good reliable test. Okay. Then we have something called an HbA1c. And that's an average sugar over a period of 100 to 120 days. Okay. And that's much more sensitive. You don't need to fast. It's one tube of blood. You go in, it takes two minutes to draw the blood, and you have an hour, a result within 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Very good, easy test to do. The gold standard is still uh, what we call a glucose tolerance test, okay. where patients are required to fast overnight, drink 75 grams of glucose, sit in the laboratory for two hours, and they measure their sugar. That's quite laborious. And yes. a lot of patients don't have the time or the inclination to sit and do that. Mm. So more and more, we're moving towards the HbA1c test, which is a quick test that we can do. I see. A lot of your pharmacies will do a pinprick glucose, and we always tell patients if your pinprick glucose is not normal, then when you do it at your pharmacy or your mm. local clinic, then ask to see the doctor and mm. let the doctor interpret and get a proper formal test. I got you. I got you. Because you, you could be panicking for no reason. It could just be maybe with that pinprick that we all do for our medical aids. Maybe you've just actually just had a little bit too much fruit that morning before you did the test. So it's, it's always Absolutely. more advisable to go get the blood work done. Even simple things like handling sweets or something, the residue of the sugar might be on your finger. Mm, oh, wow. Okay. Things we don't think about. Uh, now, in terms of uh, treatment and lifestyle, uh, that's, I think that's probably the other thing that a lot of people, uh, you know, people hate anything that's administrative, even if it means that it's somehow affecting your health. People will think, oh, man, when I get tested for diabetes and then if I find out I'm diabetic, now I have to be on like an insulin injection or some kind of treatment every single day. But is that always the case? Um, not really. So mm. right at the beginning, patients who develop diabetes at early diagnosis, or if you catch it really early, some can be managed in terms of lifestyle changes. Mm. Now, just to remind our listeners, we're actually talking about type 2 diabetes here and not mm. type 1 diabetes. Okay. So if patients with type 2 diabetes, you can start with good lifestyle changes, regular exercise, making sure we cut out very complex carbohydrates or very high sugar content from our diet. Okay. Try to lose some weight. And then there's now currently available four different tablets we can take. Mm. And some of them are really easy. Take them once a day with no side effects or very minimal side effects so a patient be able to live a normal life, etc. Mm. The problem I have is that lifestyle changes are hard mm. and it's really expensive. Mm. You, you can take 20 rand and get very easy fast food, mm. but you try and walk into a green grocer with 20 rand and try and buy a healthy meal, you're not going to really succeed. Yes. Yes. Now, so so type 2 diabetes, uh, we've got about a minute, Doc. Type 2 diabetes, what's the difference? Type 1, type 2, uh, which is the worst of the two evils? I would presume type 1. <laughs> so type 1 are usually diagnosed in uh, younger patients under the age of around 20 or in their early 20s. Okay. And their body cannot make any insulin. Uh-huh. So they go on to insulin from day one. Okay. Then you have type 2, which is more part of your middle age or obese patient, family history, etc. They start on medical therapy and eventually may progress to insulin use, but they will always be a type 2 diabetic. They're not, never going to become type 1. Ah, I see. I see. You see, we live and learn every day. I thought perhaps it's a, it's a progression from one stage to another. No, 
Okay, no, no, no. we live and learn every single day. Uh, Dr. Zahi, I mean, this is a conversation I think where we would literally learn so much from you because I've got so many follow-up questions. Um, but uh, it is uh, 8 o'clock and time for the news. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, that was Dr. Zahi Bayat, who's a, a physician as well as the chair of the Society for Indochronology, Metabolism and Diabetes of South Africa.